0: Good morning awesome to see you all this morning that's the end isn't it oh look at that intermediates if you're here and awesome you guys can cruise on out now as well so good um so just during worship actually i had a uh hi my name's glenn sorry he's one of the pastors here married to debbie if you're new or visiting lovely to have you with us today um, during uh, worship this morning, just had a very brief picture of a beige hallway with a beige door, and it looked like just another door to walk through, but it, when you open the door and you walked into this, uh, this new space, it was actually like um, walking into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it was a totally different uh, environment, completely um, a complete surprise, and I just think that's a word for someone, same old, same old. Actually, God is the God of opening new doors of opportunity. He says in his word that he does a new thing. It springs up. It springs up. There's something new that God is going to do in your life. This is a season of new things I love it. Yeah, when like Christians are called to be entrepreneurs, right? We're called to do something crazy stuff. And I don't know if you've seen Bokibu down the road actually this week. Really exciting that a couple of pastors actually have gone, Josh Van Buerkle, Chris Diarth, who was the lead pastor of this church. Actually, we've got the royal lineage of Chris here in the house with Kayla Diarth and Maddie on sound as well. Yeah. And Grant. Uh, yeah, Janet. And, and grandma there's a whole lot of them they're hiding everywhere <laughs> maybe you're all part of the anyway uh, <laughs> awesome to see that creative expression actually and your nickname was it bocky boo yeah so kayla is responsible chris called kayla bocky boo so isn't that cool <laughs> let's just put your hands together for <laughs> but but yeah that rabbit hole happened because like <laughs> yeah there's that we're actually called out on the water, out in faith, not to just tread where we've always treaded at times, to go and to put ourselves in new and uncomfortable spaces so God can do something new and fresh through our lives. So let's just pray. Jesus, I just thank you for, um, for, for great faith, for great grace around us, and great opportunities. I pray that you give us eyes to see new things uh you'd help us as we even come into this end of this year that you'd help us just look beyond the moment and go god what do you got for us what is in store ahead and we just thank you father that you are doing a new thing in jesus name amen hey so we are going to jump into the advent season right now we've already got our christmas trees i don't know if i if you can you can actually you could see I thought that we were going to be hiding behind that Christmas tree. It looks so big, but yeah, I didn't know if you're going to be able to see me, Neville. So um, we're, we're in the Christmas season here, and we're going to just this morning reflect on the journey towards Christ coming to the world, and specifically around Mary and Joseph, their unexpected journey um, and walk to Bethlehem. So we're just going to jump into Luke chapter 2 here. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, translation, paraphrase, whatever it is. It gives a really clear picture of what's happened anyway. Um, It says here, at that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, who was a a Caesar, decreed that a a census should be taken. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took Mary, uh, he took with him Mary, whom he was engaged and who was now expecting a child. Oh, shock. (laughs) <laughs> the next verse is this, while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for the um, baby to be born. And so nothing is actually mentioned of this kind of extreme journey that they both took spontaneously. Although I was like, well, it wasn't actually spontaneous, but it was they were forced to do it. It was a surprise for them. And Bethlehem, where they were going to, it means this, there's a few layers in this, because Bethlehem means house of bread and this is this is cool because jesus himself he called himself the bread of life so big picture here is that you got mary with a bun in her oven you know on her way give to give birth to the bread of life at the house of bread (laughs) it's got it's got some layers I just saw that. And I was like, I've got to mention that. <laughs> but for, for Mary and Joseph, um, you know, this was just an, another example of for the for this to happen to them. It was another example of Roman oppression. Um, you can imagine, Mum would have loved to have given birth, maybe she had a midwife all kind of like sorted. Um, she had family and friends in, in Bethlehem and and she's in, or very near, to her ninth month of pregnancy, and then she's forced to take this trip about 145 k's, which it could be anywhere from four to eight days. Um, that would have been dangerous, costly, and uncomfortable at best. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, that news probably went down like a lead balloon. I can, I can imagine. Um, I want to show you a a picture this morning. This is this is a this is this is our doggy, Simone. There, that's what she looks like. You have to come and meet her one day. Um, In real life, she has a much longer nose because she's a greyhound. But yeah, you see this great big snoot. Yeah, and um, she loves to run. And one of the most joyful things actually that we get a kick out of as a family is actually just watching it tear around the backyard like you know throwing food and she just gets so excited and then you go down to the beach with her although i've and let her off the leash although no one likes doing that except for me because we never know where she's going to end up but just <laughs> watching her enjoy the freedom of running is just so much fun seeing a greyhound a very very fast now, a few months back, she's tearing around a, a paddock. I wasn't there. She was enjoying the freedom of running, and she ran into a wire fence that she didn't see. I know, ow. She was fine, but it actually really knocked her confidence to run free. I know, I know. It's okay. She's doing good. This is, just, this is a recent photo. She looks happy. See that smile? Before um, she hit the fence, when we'd go jogging, well, you know, I'd be jogging. She was, like, always pulling me. And she, she'd, be affront, she'd be in front on the leash. She'd be pulling me. She'd be like, let's go, let's go. After the fence incident, I was pulling her. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go. Because I figured she just lost her confidence, and she wasn't sure if she was going to co- collide with an invisible fence. <laughs> she was like, Something's out, this fence is going to jump out. Something jumped out and got me. So it's taken a few months for her confidence to actually return. And she still isn't as enthusiastic. But when we run together now, she just kind of trots along beside me. and, And that's easier than being pulled by her. It says this in Galatians 5, you are running a good race. Who cut in on you? Who or what circumstances cut in on you? Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, hope deferred. Makes the heart sick, but a desire realized, it's not actually good. Um, But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you know where we're going. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire realized or fulfilled, it says in some translations, is a wellspring of life. A wellspring of life. There's contrast there, isn't there? Like a robbed hope, a robbed you know, expectation actually can really hurt our heart. And maybe this year you found yourself stopped by some unforeseen fences. (laughs) You've hit a fence. Maybe your job changed. Maybe your health has changed. Maybe you've lost loved ones. Or maybe even a relationship with a child as a parent has been more difficult than expected. Maybe you've had moments of regret maybe you had an angry outburst that you just regret and you want to take those words back and some of those that stuff can really you know we can be rocked by change and things that just jump into our life and today i just want to simply remind you that your life is in good hands if your life is in christ's hands that he can make sense of any situation, that he can return and restore your hope and your faith. It says this in Psalm 33, verse 20, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. See, we we aren't told how Mary and Joseph felt about the sudden change of plans, but you can imagine her thinking, what's going on? here it wasn't meant to be like this this is the worst possible time to travel with a baby on board yes an angel (laughs) like we've got to remember an angel appeared to her (laughs) months ago and she's she's carrying a supernatural child you know that's going to be the messiah but suddenly everything's different and when it's different it's disorientating and you when you're disorientated you question what has been said it just it's it's in our nature but mary she was she'd already declared something really powerful when the angel had talked to her about who jesus was and she'd said may it be done according to your word not according to what i see not according to who I am even, not according to how I feel, but may it be done according to your word. And one of the things that we celebrate when we remember the birth of Jesus is the road of faith (laughs) (laughs) and hope that we walk on together, you know, a little bit like Mary and Joseph, As followers of Christ, you know, when we only focus on the circumstances of life and we reflect on the year that was through our physical eyes, you know, what we see, what we heard, what we felt through this year with our natural senses, we can actually stay trapped from the hope and the freedom that we have in Christ, even still stuck in that invisible fence, you know. I want to encourage you, church, today to not place your hope in anything less than Jesus Christ. Don't place your hope in the president. Don't place your hope in what the prime minister says, what the finance minister says, what's on TV One News. It's not your source of hope. Social media isn't your source of hope. Don't put your all your hope in trying to find the perfect person. Don't put your hope in finding the perfect career, the perfect life partner. Put your hope first in Christ. As Mary said, may it be done according to your word. Come on. And faith, faith comes by what? By the hearing of the word. Faith is the certainty of things hoped for and the assurance of, of things unseen. You've got to get into the Word. You've got to be in His Word. You've got to hear His Word. You've got to position yourself to the words that He spoke over your life. You've got to regurgitate, meditate on the prophecies and the things that were, were said over your life to be able to walk forward in hope. You know, Mary and Joseph's trip through the Judean desert would have... Um, Taken place most likely in winter or early spring. When I read this week that it was around zero degrees during the day, it's nasty and it's miserable, and the nights would have been freezing as they walked that cold, frozen, dusty road. They walked by faith and not by sight, and sometimes that's what it takes. <laughs> But the other amazing thing in in this story is that we've got to consider that they knew that God was at work behind the scenes, bringing the fulfillment of many prophecies. But this one specifically given by Micah, 700 years BC, says this, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judea, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old from ancient times. Isn't that, I love that last bit. It's like so mysterious. He's gonna be a ruler. He's gonna be a baby. He's gonna come, but yet he is ancient of days. So they must have carried this daring hope as they walked to Bethlehem. Because on one hand, it looked like the emperor had, had ordered their journey. But on the other hand, the father's hand was all over this conception and this journey. You know, optimism, um, it just sets our, our vision and our sights on natural circumstantial scenarios working out for the best. That's what optimism does. And that's good. But biblical hope is on God. Biblical hope is on his personal nature and his character and this makes the hope that we see the biblical hope that we have in christ so different from just optimism um i was talking with this amazing lady in this church this week she's incredible <laughs> it wasn't you this time lisa <laughs> we can have a chat now though if you like yeah i was talking with this other amazing lady And she was just telling Deb and I about how she regularly drives to the other side of the city, which is about 35 to 40 kilometers, just so that she can hold a baby that's been born into a really broken family, just to hold the baby for an hour so that she can pray, so that she can declare life and hope over him. She makes this inconvenient trip of hope, like optimism would be like, oh, I don't know about that child is it, you know what are the chances she makes a trip full of hope and declares Christ's circumstances over him, that her prayers matter she sees the hope that God has for this child and says that trip's worth it I'm, I'm called to be a hope releaser turn to your neighbour and just say you're called to be a hope releaser, you're called to be a hope bringer See, in the in the Bible, hope we see that hope isn't founded on circumstances, which is so good. <laughs> it's just so good because right now your life could be like my life's a mess. <laughs> but in Christ, you got great hope. You got great hope. In the Bible you see so many situations where hopeful people, you know, recognize that there was actually no evidence that things would get better, but they had hope anyway. I was just reflecting on Daniel, and when Daniel heard that there would be death by lion, <laughs> you know, for anyone who bowed down to worship anyone but the king, Daniel promptly went and he bowed down and worshiped God right in front of an open window that he could have closed. <laughs> it's like, he could have done this privately, but publicly, he didn't even bother. He just went, ah, my hope is not driven by logical circumstances or optimism. My hope is in God. You know, the, the most direct or likely route that Mary and Joseph um, may have taken went through Samaria. And that route was a well-trodden path. And it was known as the Way of the Patriarchs, or it's known as that now, anyway, because so much of the history of the Old Testament took place on that route. It was the route where Abraham took, um, that Abraham took when God promised to give him land and his descendants. Along this road was uh, the place where Jacob had the dream of angels ascending and descending. So, and Mary and Joseph would have stopped to drink at Jacob's well that was dug over a 1,000 years before. They would have passed the place where Joseph was buried along the way, where Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. And here they were, and they probably just looked like another tired couple trudging along a dusty road, and maybe today you feel like you look a little bit like them. (laughs) But Mary and Joseph... Like you are literally carrying the promise of hope to this world. Come on, isn't that a good word? (laughs) Every step that we take in obedience moves us closer towards the fulfillment of God's purposes and promises prevailing over our lives. The Bible says, man, that many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. He's on the road with you. Turn to your neighbor and just say, he's on the road with you. He's on the journey with you. Just bless them. Bless their journey. Bless their journey. Give them a blessing. Give them a blessing for their journey. Lastly, um, I want to finish with this kind of thought. Jericho is actually the lowest city on the globe. And Jerusalem and Bethlehem are situated right at the top of the surrounding hills and from Jericho's desert to Bethlehem, it's an uphill hike of a thousand meters. So that's like Mount Thomas, but you start Mount Thomas about 200 meters up. So it's a significant walk, nine months pregnant, just saying they did good. So the, the last leg of this journey would have been the hardest of all. And during this leg, Jerusalem's temple would have been visible far in the distance and you know jerusalem's temple this temple every year people would travel from all over the world or the known world at least to visit the temple when anyone who wanted to came you know to connect with god would come to the temple and this temple you know it looked magnificent magnificent (laughs) magnificent it was white it would have popped out on the on the skyline represents representing god's presence on earth and But who knows that just 70 years later, this beautiful ancient building would lie in shambles and it was completely torn down by the Roman army. And on that last steep climb up to Jerusalem, see Mary carried this unseen hope within her that would make that temple obsolete. The presence of God was within her. God's one and only son that he sent, the father sent to this world so that anyone who believed in him would not die, but have everlasting life. 30 years later, Jesus told his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? See, after Christ's death and resurrection, God's presence has taken up residence, not in a temple, but in every believer. That's why in 1 Corinthians 6, it says this, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom, whom you have received from God? You know, jesus is not coming to bethlehem this christmas (laughs) bethlehem in that sense is history bethlehem is now located wherever we are come on in you in you christ in you is the hope of glory because of jesus we are carriers of hope god has come to dwell within us within you within your family the very presence of God. I just want to finish with three verses today just to impart hope to your life. So just as I read them just right now, let's just invite the Holy Spirit and just acknowledge the presence of the living hope here today within each one of us. Jesus, we just thank you that you came for us. You came for everyone so that no one would perish, so that no one would perish but have eternal, everlasting life and hope in you. And so we just allow ourselves right now for the word of life to be spoken of us. We thank you for the word, for faith coming in your word this morning. It says this in First 1 Peter 1, 1.3, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So today I wanna remind someone that you are born into a living hope, that hope, that your hope is based on the person of Jesus Christ, not your circumstances. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 says this, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. So right now, we just thank you for supernatural hope, for the immortal hope, for the supernatural, immortal power of your grace upon our mortal lives, releasing hope today in Jesus' name. Romans 8, 20 and 21, you could read the whole couple of verses but I want to just take this nu- these nuggets it says in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God that's you and me people I want to remind you that it's okay to have bold hope bold hope it's <laughs> here that creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed, that even creation waits for the hope of Jesus to be released and realized through our lives. Bold hope is not misplaced hope. You're, you're invited into the story of bold hope, resilient hope, hope that walks a journey, a faith journey, hope that's going to defy the odds, defy your family lineage. It was amazing to hear Emma minister and preach last week around changing, hitting the reset on her family, on her lineage and becoming the first person to get a degree and going, this is, this is because of the hope that I now have in Jesus Christ. How about we just stand together in this place this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Maybe even just have the band up. That'd be awesome. Just as the band comes, I just want you to, you know, I, I spoke about Maui, a dog, and, and and the fence that she hit. And just in this moment, I just want you to give, let's just give our fences to God. Maybe they're offenses. <laughs> Maybe they're things. People, circumstances, moments this year that have actually just shaken your confidence and robbed your hope. Let's just take a moment just to ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything that has robbed my hope this year? Now just hand that to Jesus. Jesus, we just give you hope that's been knocked and our confidence that's been knocked our deferred hope and we just, we just give that to the cross right now and we posture ourselves to receive great faith and great hope again a great sense of your love around our lives Father we just thank you that you love everyone in this, in this building today that everyone is qualified into your kingdom through Christ Jesus, that everyone belongs in a family of hope.